BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right, friends, let's chat suburban living. I have talked about this a lot on Instagram of like things I'm loving, things I miss, what my mental state is at lately. And I just want to take this episode to do like a life lately, I guess, dump. I don't have it in me to get deep and emotional and do like one of those therapeutic episodes. I just am not there right now. So we're going to have a more just catch up episode. And I honestly would like to know your guys' feedback. So feel free to DM me. And yes, I'll get into my story replies being off right now. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who also is a podcast host. And we were chatting about where we're feeling drawn to right now in terms of content. And I had interviewed someone that I was really excited to have. And then when I left, I was like, was that even a good interview? Did we have any meaningful conversation? Did I ask good questions? Blah, blah, blah. And it's this pressure that I put on myself and as does this other host that like everything has to be meaningful and impactful and all this stuff. When sometimes it's nice to just fucking talk and have no purpose and just chit chat. And I sometimes love listening to podcasts that are just not mindless. I think that's kind of rude, but more conversational, not as deep, just like having fun. They make me giggle. And I'm curious what you guys enjoy more of. Do you want to listen to a show that's like, oh, this is just fun. I'm hearing two people talk that are like my friends. Or are you like, I want to listen to an episode that leaves me feeling like I have advice or some form of tangible information to like help with something you're going through. Because I think what I try to do is a mix, but I'm also just curious what you guys enjoy more just for context. Okay. So anyway, this episode is just going to be a life catch up. I'm not in the best of moods. I'm going to be honest with you all. I was pretty depressed this past weekend and I felt much better over the past few days, but I just feel like so overwhelmed by everything happening in my life right now. Just kind of like I'm playing catch up between the house and everything that it encompasses my work, trying to prioritize my marriage, trying to be a present parent, friendships. Like I forgot one of my really good friend's birthdays the other week. And I just felt like such an asshole. Like I just feel like I'm trying to do everything that I want to do. And it's too much for me right now, but I haven't come to the reality of I have to let go of some things. Instead, I'm just trying to keep up with it all. I'm realizing that I'm going to 
miss and drop the ball on a lot of things. And that's what happened with forgetting a friend's birthday. But lately, because I'm so overwhelmed sometimes, and we've talked about this, but when I'm overstimulated or overwhelmed or anxious, sometimes it can turn into anger. And that's a part of me that I don't love. And I was angry the past few days. And this morning I just fucking went in on Joe, which we don't do really ever, but I just lost it over like not wearing AirPods on a Peloton. So I'm not in the best mood because we honestly didn't have time to make up. So hopefully, well, not hopefully, we will have had these conversations when this episode releases. But right now I'm just kind of all over the place. Come on in, take a seat, pour a drink, pass one to me. Frickle food, and friends, talk about life's odds and ends. Throw away your hesitations, have a All right, let's start with things that I love. Let's start on the high note. So it's been two and a half weeks living in the suburbs, New Jersey, best state ever. Things that I am loving. And these are things that I was most excited for. So I'm happy to say that so far they have been things that I love. The space to like run around and play as a family has been so game-changing for us. And I don't think it was something that I realized we were missing out on because Liam has just blossomed into this even more incredible toddler with the space to do things. He's running around all morning long, like does not want to sit still. He wants to clean. He wants to play with his dinosaurs. He wants to play with his cars. He's just running around while we're in the kitchen and like getting ready for the day. And then the basement, like the space that this basement has given us. And, you know, it's interesting. There's all this content and talk right now about like healing your inner child. And this sounds so fucking absurd because I realized the privileges that I grew up with, but I never had a finished basement. And it was always the thing that I wanted. Like if any friends had a finished basement, I was so jealous. And in my mind, that just put your house on a next level of cool. So I always wanted this finished basement. We grew up in an old house, so we couldn't. It was like a cellar. Honestly, the place was scary as hell and it flooded all the time. So we never spent time down there. But now I almost feel as if not only does Liam love it so much all day long, go in the basement, go in the basement, go in the basement. Like he just wants to be in the basement. But It's brought me personally so much joy because I think it's healed this like itch inside of me from my inner child of always wanting this thing. And I think now I feel as if I've provided it for the child in me. And I just have so much fun down there. And eventually we're going to turn an area of it into more of a family room. But now there's just so much space. And not only for him to play with his stuff, of course, that's great. But we have these two soccer nets and like a little soccer ball. And we've been playing family soccer after dinner before like bedtime stuff. And we just put our phones down away and we play for like 30 minutes. And it's just so much fun. Like some of the best memories I think we've had as a family have happened during these times. And I turned to Joe the other night and I was like, this is such a core memory, not only for him, but for me, this is a core memory in the making. And it was incredible. So the basement, everyone's like, what's your favorite part of the house? Oh, the beautiful kitchen, your office. No, the basement, the kid zone. It is so exciting for me. 
Then the yard. I just love having a yard. It's interesting because I feel like I personally haven't taken enough advantage of it. My therapist, when I told her I was really anxious and somewhat depressed, she was like, well, are you out in the yard a lot? Are you spending a time outside? And I was like, actually, no. What the hell am I doing? So I've been trying to spend more time outside, similarly doing like no phone play, which is huge for me. But Charlie, just opening a door and letting him go out to go to the bathroom has been so amazing for me, especially given everything that is happening in life that I'm trying to keep up with and my nights feel so rushed. To not have to like have this end of day walk hang over me. And again, I know it sounds so absurd because like you're just taking the dog downstairs to pee. Given that he's leash reactive, every elevator ride in our building was anxiety-inducing for me because I never knew what was going to happen. Sometimes the doors would open and it'd be a dog he didn't like and he'd freak the fuck out and then I'm trying to hold him back and then the owner's like, what is going on here? And then I felt badly. I just hated it and I hated that I was putting him in these situations over and over and over again. So to be able to just let him run around outside at night is great, but also during the day, you know, we'll just sit outside and play for sometimes if it's nice out. And for Liam to have a yard to be in nature, like he'll look at it. He's like, go outside, go outside. And the other day, him and our sitter, Megan, were out there playing and he like collected all these acorns and rocks and all these things. And it just makes me so happy. The space of a kitchen with ample space between an island or whatever your wall is and a fridge, you know, like the the walkway space, to be able to comfortably fit two people has been magnificent. Because you know the feeling when you're like going to get something, you're going to get a pot and someone else is cleaning out something in the sink and then they turn around and they hit the door and then it hits you and then the pot falls and then the lid falls and then you're going to get something else. And it's just like, that's what makes me want to scream. That's where I'm like, ah! And I hated that scream that I just did. But that doesn't happen to me in this kitchen. There's so much room to just like move and groove and it feels wonderful. I also had one of my best friends, Ashley of Space and Mind, come and organize it all. And just the organization of it all makes me feel joyful. I just get so happy to be in there which brings me a lot of joy because I want to start doing some more food content. I know I posted my first lazy effing dinner the other day, but I am really just so happy with the kitchen. And I know I have a lot more content to share in terms of the house. It just feels like everything right now is in this middle ground where nothing's been ordered. And one day I will tell you I have ordered furniture and that'll be a great day, but it's not today. And it's not going to be tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to be. It needs to happen soon. Well, that's a lie. I have ordered our bed frame and it should be there soon. And we've ordered rugs. But other than that, we have not ordered anything because I did not get my shit together and didn't figure out like a mood board, a vision. We were trying to get some brands involved. It was like Christmas, New Year's and it was a shit time to be reaching out. And then we moved and I was like, well, fuck, it's too late to do it ahead of time. And quite honestly, now I'm happy that we've lived in this space because little things that I was so dead set on wanting when it came to design or layout of space, now living in the space, I'm like, no, wait, I don't want that. Like simple things in our family room, we wanted a couch and two chairs, but every morning that's where I sit with Liam and he has his milk and I have my coffee and we cuddle and we sit on the chaise 
part of it and we wouldn't have that. And so now we're like, well, wait, let's get an L couch and just one chair. Really simple things. Okay. So one day the furniture will be ordered. It's just not today. I generally feel calmer being in the suburbs. Just obviously I still have anxiety. That's not something that's just going to disappear from me. But in the city, I always felt this underlying buzz of anxiety from the energy. And it used to be really bad. Then I got to a place where it was okay and I was fine. But I felt this FOMO, especially on the weekends or weekdays, honestly, because now I don't work in an office where I would feel like I should be doing something or I need to be doing something or I always could be doing something. And I never felt content with just not doing anything. And I think that's what has disappeared since moving to the burbs. I feel so fucking content just doing nothing. Mind you, I don't feel like I have sat down and done nothing yet because we're so busy, but I mean even just like not leaving the house. I feel content spending a day or whatever, doing stuff around the house and spending family time and not this pressure that I'm supposed to be outside doing something in this buzzing city. The double vanity. Sweet fucking Jesus. I love it so much. I will say the layout of the bathroom is not the most ideal when it comes to like flow of space. Like when you open the door, it opens almost like with your left hand opening it. And behind the door, the way that it opens are drawers in the double vanity. And then the shower door opens towards you. So it's a bit of like a clusterfuck entryway. And I ended up choosing the drawers behind the door opening. Ideal, def not, but I just felt like it was, I don't know. I wanted the natural light from the window content wise. And I thought it was going to piss off Joe more than it would piss me off. So I'm like, you know what? I'm really trying to like pick and choose battles because I am trying to get more closet space. So not ideal in that sense, but I don't really care because when that door is shut, there is so much space and we're not like fighting over a sink to wash our face at night, which is just a blessing. Although he's mad at me because he's like, ever since we got double vanity, you do your nighttime routine without me because I've been showering morning and night. It's just, I need to, I don't know why. And when I get out of the shower, I do my skincare because I'm not going to like, I need to moisturize my face after a shower. And then I'm not going to do it again because it's already like right before bed. So it's not even really like we've been doing it together anymore, which is ironic. Like now we have the double vanity and now we're not freaking doing it together, but it's been amazing. Today's episode is sponsored by a brand I am head over heels in love with, Canopy. I've been using their humidifiers ever since having Liam, and while I always knew how great they were, I have a newfound appreciation for them now that we're in this new house. Moving into a new house is an adjustment, to say the least, and it's easy to feel like you're existing in someone else's space. Given that we haven't ordered much furniture yet, we are trying to find other ways to make this space feel like ours and more homey. That is where Canopy comes in. The Canopy humidifier is a completely reimagined humidifier that elevates your home for ultimate skincare and wellness benefits. Plus, my favorite part about it is their unique feature and design make it easiest and the cleanest humidifier out there. 
I've been relying on small products that play a role in my everyday routine to provide some of that comfort. It's like they are the small pieces of home we've brought with us to start this new journey. We have a canopy humidifier in Liam's nursery next to his crib, one in the guest room, which is where we're currently sleeping, and one in our bedroom where we will be moving into once the furniture arrives. Yes, the act of filling it up with water has obviously become a part of my nightly routine and is one of the cues to my brain of like, okay, it's time to shut down now. But the scent of the aromas are what make this house feel like home. It makes me so happy crawling into bed with that scent just filling up the room. If you're interested in trying a canopy humidifier in your own home, go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your canopy humidifier purchased today with Canopy's filter subscription. Even better, use code Cameron at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Your skin will thank you. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Grocery shopping with a car. Okay, awesome. However, I bring Liam with me still. And the like transfer of groceries, I'd actually be curious how people do this. So let me paint the picture for you. We get to the grocery store. I take Liam out of the car. We go walk up to the store. I get the car. I put him in the cart, like that front area. Buckle him in. Okay. We go grocery shopping. We have our bags. Then we roll the cart to the car. How do you navigate this? Because... I need to put the groceries in the back seat, but the parking lot is kind of on a tilt. So if I let go of the cart, they would roll away, Liam included. So I obviously don't let go of the cart, but then I'm like holding onto the cart, putting the groceries in the back of my car. And I would say, fine, you could just put the child in the car seat, then unload your groceries, but I have to return the cart because fuck anyone that doesn't return their grocery cart. You are the type of people that don't put the bin away when you go through TSA and you take your stuff out of your bin, you just leave it on that thing as if someone else is going to put it away for you. So I have to keep him in the cart because then I unload the groceries into the car and then I go put the cart away and then I carry him to the car. So how are you supposed to do this in the suburbs? I guess the ideal would be you park where the carts are, but at the store that I go to, the carts are like right in front of the store. So 
I kind of think the way that I'm doing it is the only way. So I just have to hold on to him while I unload the groceries, which is typically fine. But the other day I had a bag with like two things of Spindrift and like this big thing of like salt for snow. And it was so heavy. And I was, of course, having intrusive thoughts of letting go of the thing, a car backing out, all sorts of tragedies. On that note, things I'm still getting used to. The 20,000 things that come up in a house. And this was something that I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. No, I was not prepared. Not prepared at all. And I think obviously this varies on what type of house you're buying. Well, actually, I don't know. You would think this is a new build. So I feel like there wouldn't be anything, but then probably there's maybe more because it hadn't been like lived in yet. Just little things where even the inspection didn't catch these things because you're like, not living in the space. And then you're living in a space and you're like, wait, fuck, what is going on there? Or like this, like I'm talking actually some big things, like some of the parts of the banister on our stairwell could like pop out. And of course, Liam automatically decided that was something he wanted to play with when we moved into the house and was just popping them out so that he could just full freaking face dive into the stairs. So some things that, that obviously need to be fixed right away, but then other things like, the ice machine wasn't working in our freezer. Fine, not a big deal. But you know how I feel about my seltzer over ice at night. And like one wall in our bathroom was missed. So it was still the old pink color. Just things that eventually lead to you having to like call and schedule and follow up on and have people come to the house for and pay for. And so that one part, but then the second part of just the general upkeep of a house So something that was really overwhelming me is the idea that like we're just responsible all of a sudden for all of this. We don't have like a super who can help or is supposed to be like aware of what's happening in the building. That's not on us. And my sister, God bless her, my older sister, sent me this email of like things that I wasn't aware I needed necessarily. And here's who we use since we're close to them. So I sat down and of course, I built a spreadsheet because if there's anything that helps with my anxiety, it's a spreadsheet. I love me a fucking spreadsheet. And I put out like, okay, things you need. Again, these aren't necessities for everyone, but these are things that we will be investing in. Pest control, landscaping, tree evaluation, gutter cleaning, roof inspection, all of these things. And then I put in a column of like, how many times do you have to do this? Is it quarterly? Is it semi-annually? Is it annually? And then who are we going to use? And then when is the next time we should do this? Because we just moved in and the house just got inspected, we don't need to get like our roof inspected right now because it just was, but we will have to do that next year. So then... I went into my calendar and built out a home calendar for both of us and added in reminders for like November of next year to do these things like HVAC. Fuck, that actually reminds me of one of the things I have to do. So that was all just overwhelming to me. Sitting down and doing that really helped. But then you also get into the cost of all these things. Whoa, good Lord. Hidden costs of owning a house. Um, The money is just flying everywhere. And with that, There are always people coming to the door. Charlie, I love you so fucking much. I need you to stop barking. The bark is like that final straw on the days where I am at my limit that just makes me want to break a window. And there are always people there and we don't have blinds yet. That's another thing that is 
on its way. Actually, I have ordered them, but it's of course like six weeks. So we don't have any blinds in the house. And that means that like the front room doesn't have blinds. So he's freaking out at anyone, any delivery, any person coming to the house, any dog walking by, any person walking by. And that has not been the funnest adjustment. If we're being honest, that's one thing I wish we could stop. And I just feel like it's not going to. And that makes me sad. Also, with the like finding people for the house, finding all new like doctors, something I didn't think about. But when you move to a new place, assuming you're moving to like a different area than you lived in, I need a doctor. Joe needs a doctor. Liam needs a doctor. We all need dentists. Charlie needs a vet. We need a new groomer. We need a new daycare spot. Like, whoa. That was overwhelming to me and something that I quite honestly just don't want to deal with, but we have to. So we are. The driving, sometimes I love the fact that we like get in a car and go somewhere. Sometimes that's like really fun to me. Like yesterday, I said to Joe, I really want to get out of the house and go get a coffee today, this afternoon. And then finally the time came and I was like, all right, I have to go now if I want to fit this in. He's like, oh, do you want me to drive you? It can be this like fun thing. And then you don't have to park the car. You can just hop out. And it was so much fun, which seems weird. I don't know. But the simple thing of just leaving the house, we're in a car alone. Like we're not worried. Our sitter was there obviously with Liam, but we're not worried about like getting Liam in the car seat. How long are we going to be going? Whatever. And I really love it sometimes. And if I'm doing stuff on my own, it feels fun to get in the car and listen to music and have my me time. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, I hate getting in the car. And Liam does not love the car as a city boy. It's just not his preferred method of transportation. So the second we walk out the door, if he's like dressed and ready to go, he's like, no car, no car, no car. And he's fine once he's in the car, but he does not like when I tell him we're getting in it. So I'm hoping that he will get more accustomed to it. Speaking of which, another thing I'm like getting used to, or really he's getting used to, is we are dealing with some sleep regression-ish. I don't actually know what's going on, but ever since we moved to the house, he has not like fully slept through the night. And I'm not even saying I have to go in. Some nights, yes. But he'll like wake up, sit up, cry for like a minute, and then go back to sleep fine. But I obviously wake up when that happens and I can't, like him, go right back to sleep. Then I'm up and then my mind is racing. So that's been an adjustment. Part of me thinks, yes, maybe it's his new room, although his room is quite literally the exact same as it was. The other thing is maybe he's officially outgrown this mini crib that we've had him in since he was a newborn or not a newborn, but since we moved him out of like his snoo. And so we are getting a new crib because it's too small for him now. And now that we're in like a house where we have space for it, he does not need to be in the mini crib. And I'm worried that that's part of the reason why like he can't get comfortable when he's moving around. Whatever. This isn't the fucking show about his sleep. So we're getting a new crib. Stay tuned. The things I really miss. And someone commented on a TikTok where I posted a screenshot of a text I sent to Joe that was like, I'm anxious up in this bitch. I miss Jersey. And the person commented like, suburbanites love to throw the city under the bus or something like that as the second they leave. And you're not wrong. I think that is a common thing. Part of it is I think maybe like your eyes are open to things that you didn't know you were missing. But for me, I fucking love New York. I still plan on coming back. I've been back once a week. But I have always felt the underlying anxiety being in a city like this. That's something I've always felt and one of the main reasons I left. So yes, 
I love living in the suburbs. But yeah, I fucking miss things, of course. The main thing I miss is the ease of seeing people in my life. And I'm hoping that this will get a little easier as I make friends in the suburbs. I'm not obviously replacing my friends, but I will have more people that I could easily just see. But I miss the ease of seeing all of my city friends of just, oh, let's meet up here. Or you want to grab a coffee? Let's go for a walk. Or do you want to grab a quick dinner? That kind of thing. And especially, obviously, my little sister popping up and down and my cousin seeing them. Like, I miss that. And I just don't have other than my big sister, which has been such a blessing. Let me tell you, I'm actually going to give Maddie a shout out. She is just the fucking best. She is so, how can I help you, like mentality, where I ended up staying in the city last week because I had stuff rescheduled, whatever. And it was Friday, which is typically the day that I am with Liam and we don't have childcare. And so I texted her and I was like, hey, is there any chance you can help out Friday morning? Joe will be there. He's working from home though. So like he might have stuff that he has to get on. So is there any chance you can help? She's like, let me reschedule this. Let me cancel that. Oh, sure. I'll just come work from your house. And I'm like, Maddie, now I feel really bad that you do not need to do this, like abort mission. And she goes, well, what's the point of living so close together if close to you if I can't help out when you need help? I love you. I strive to be more like Maddie every day. I want to be as selfless as she is. So shout out to her. But other than them, I I don't have like my community there yet. And I'm working on it. I met my neighbor. I really like her. So like, I think she'll be my friend. And I did meet up with a like TikToker who I've been following for a while, who I love. What's funny. I say TikToker. I wonder if she would say like, she would not identify as a TikToker, whatever. Bethany Ciotola. I've actually talked about her ad once on this podcast. I've loved her for so long. Turns out we live close to each other. So we met up. We're having a play date again. So like I'm meeting people. I'm making friends. It's just not the ease that it once was. You know what has been a transition that I was not expecting when it came to the move? Figuring out my new routines. And sure, this goes for morning routine, night routine, exercise, etc. But I'm even talking about my pooping routine. And yes, we are going there. Are you even surprised? As someone who loves a good poop, my body was a bit thrown off during the beginning stages of this move. I'm a person whose body thrives off of routine and normalcy and peace and quiet when it comes to my bowel movements. And you know what moving is not? Any of those things. Thankfully, This roadblock was short-lived as my digestive system figured out that this was our home now and it was a safe place to do its business. But you know what it reminded me of? The time in my life that was a very long period where that was a consistent struggle for me. I used to struggle with constipation and bloat and all sorts of digestive health issues. And that is why I am now such a big fan of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I've been taking it for a few years now and it has helped me with my digestive health so much. It is a broad spectrum, plant-based, prebiotic and 24 strain probiotic formulated for digestive gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. Most specifically, Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic has helped me so much with the ease of evacuation. And yes, I mean, it has made it easier for me to poop. If you know me, you know how important that is to me. Plus, it supports the ease of bloating, which used to be a huge struggle for me and something I dealt with all the time. Seed has completely changed the game for me, and I love how many of you have messaged me saying that it has helped you as well. 
You can start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash Cameron and use code Cameron to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash Cameron and use code Cameron. Modern Age is on a mission to slow down aging and help you take control of your aging journey. Did you know that you reach peak bone mass around age 30? Aging starts before you know it. They recently launched the most comprehensive health assessment to proactively address the most frustrating and underdiagnosed impacts of aging. The Aging Wellness Assessment looks at over 50 biomarkers, cognitive exam results, skin health analysis, bone density scans, and lifestyle and psychological risk factors. Modern Age provides you with a personalized plan to address results. Unlike a typical doctor visit that lasts 15 minutes, with the Aging Wellness Assessment, you'll get one full hour with a board-certified clinician at Modern Age. This type of health assessment used to only be available to elite athletes and celebrities, but Modern Age is making it possible for people like you and me because everyone deserves to feel and look their best. Whether you're having issues with sleep, energy, mood, focus, wrinkles, or even low sex drive, the expert clinicians at Modern Age can help you uncover the root cause and find out exactly how to get you back to feeling like yourself. To get started, you can purchase an aging wellness assessment online using code Cameron20 for 20% off and then head to one of the beautiful modern age studios in Flatiron or Upper East Side for a blood panel and bone scan. If you just wanted to get started with a treatment to address one-off aging concerns, you can also use my code and get 20% off microneedling, Botox, IV drip therapy, and any of their other amazing treatments. Head to modernage.com to get started in taking control of your aging journey. A trash room. Holy fucking shit. I miss having a trash room. Something I actually did kind of think about before we moved. And my friend Emily, I've had this conversation with her because she's like, that is something that I miss so much. Like I hate breaking down boxes. I don't mind breaking down boxes because I was already doing that. It's something that my dad has ingrained in me since I was very little. Like he's a psycho when it comes to recycling. If you put a box that is not broken down, he will be like, whose box is this? Check the label. Cameron, you have a box sitting over there. Why didn't you break it down? Like if you put something in the recycling bin that is not meant for recycling, he will put it out on the counter. and be like, who put this in the recycling? Claim it. Who was, who was it? So I've always been breaking down boxes and paying attention to that. But recycling comes once a week and You accumulate a lot of boxes, not only when you move, but especially when you are an influencer and you have an Amazon addiction. So suddenly there's just a lot of boxes. And luckily the front room is like so far from ever being a space that we're going to spend time in. So it's become our trash room, which is comical because it was the room that we like actively did construction in the house to build. But it has like a box of all of our boxes. It has all these random lamps that like, I don't know where we're going to put them. It has like 10 boxes of stuff that the VA is coming to pick up so that I can donate because I somehow, I thought I purged everything in our apartment. After we moved, we did another purge. I don't know how I accumulate so much shit when I say no to like 95% of offerings. I just accumulate so much stuff. So I miss a trash room so much where I could just be like, the box goes in here. Goodbye. It's done. And I know what you're thinking. A lot of you are probably like, that's what your garage is for. We do not have a garage yet. And I guess that's what I'm eventually where I'm going to put them, but it's not attached. So then I'm like, am I going to want to go outside? I'm going to have to, because we're going to have to put them somewhere. So 
that's something I miss. And we had so many that we were like, I, we can't do this on the first week of recycling. Like these people are going to hate us. So of course I look up like recycling center in our town and I go, it claimed it was open on Saturday. There is no one like very confusing. Nothing was there. So then I look up another one and it said that there was one in the town nearby, but on the like, you know, review, it said residents only for that town. ID required. And I'm like, okay, are they really going to ask for my ID? Oh my God. I show up. There are, I'm not kidding, 20 signs when you drive in. ID required. ID required. Residents only. ID required. And I'm like, well, fuck. But then I'm like, well, technically my ID is still New York. So it's not like I even have one for the one, the town that we live in. I'm actually, we're doing that on Valentine's Day. So I pull up and we were actually intentional in the fact that I was the one going to do this because I envisioned something like this happening. I envisioned maybe because I know that the recycling center at the beach is like my dad's least favorite place in the world because they're so strict about everything. So I kind of envisioned this scenario and I turned to Joe and I was like, I just think I'd be able to sweet talk my way into something that you can't. And it's times like these where I love being a woman because you better fucking believe I sweet talked my way in to dropping off all of our recycling boxes. So I get there. I pull up the car. The guy, this like older man comes out of this like booth and he walks up to me and he's like, do you have your ID? And I was like, oh no, I don't. Well, I have a New York ID. Nope. Sorry. You need to have your ID for this town. And I was like, well, I just moved from the city. And I wasn't going to lie and say I lived in the town because I just figured that that would backfire. I was like, well, I just moved from the city. I, I haven't gotten a new license yet. He's like, okay, well then you need a slip with your new address. Oh, well, all of these boxes. And I was like, well, okay. I'm not, I, I did not move to this town. I moved to the town next door, but I just went to their recycling center and he was closed. And he's like, well, it's open until one. And I was like, well, it, it's not, I promise. I was just there. Like I actually took a photo to send to my husband. I can show you. And he didn't make me, but I was like, I'm really sorry. We just moved. You know, I give my spiel. I'm like, sir, please. What can I do? I'll pay you. Like I would pay. I just wanted these boxes off of my hands. And he was so angry in the beginning, but you better believe I pulled out every ounce of anger and was like, you're going to like me by the time I leave. And he did. Although at the end, well, then he was very confused because my license plate is Jersey because the car is from like when I was in high school. And so then he was like, well, why does your license plate say Flemington? And I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy thinks I'm lying to him. I was like, because I'm from Princeton and Flemington is like where the car dealership is, Uh, whatever. Finally, at the end, he was very nice to me. He let me put all of the boxes in the recycling area. And I offered like him cash at the end as a tip. He was like, no, ma'am, please. I I will not take that from you. And I was like, you've been so kind. Thank you so much. You have no idea. You really made my day. Like this was something that was hanging over me. And I was just, I wanted the boxes out. It was just one of those things where I was like, I need these fucking boxes out of here. There were so many from the move. And it could have gone one of two ways. I could have left that place so angry of like, motherfucker, why didn't they let me do this? And now these boxes are just going to sit in the car. And it was like piled all over Liam's car seat. So I just envisioned the next time I had to put him in the car seat, I was going to deal with all these stupid fucking shit, but it was bothering me. And I persuaded him and turned him into a friend. But when I left, I said, I promise it was so nice to meet you. I promise you'll never see me again. Have a wonderful life because he was like, you cannot come back. And that was a highlight for me. Okay. Anyway, I missed the trash room. The other thing, we purposely moved to an area that like has 
a great town and fun restaurants and that kind of stuff, which was a must for us, especially coming from the city. But I also grew up on a busy road with no sidewalks. So you could never, and like a driveway that you, you couldn't just leave and go for a walk. That was never an option growing up. You couldn't go walk anywhere, destination or not. It was really dangerous to like leave our driveway. You would never walk on the street that we lived on. People would like hit you or be like, what the fuck are you doing? So growing up, I never really realized that that was a thing that I missed. But then living in the city and even experiencing it at the beach, like popping out the front door and going for a walk like everyone does in beach towns, I realized how much I loved that. So that was something that I really wanted to make a priority when we were picking a house, that it had sidewalks and that I could myself or with our kids just like get outside and go for a walk. And we could walk to restaurants. We could walk to town. We could walk to coffee shops, but it's not like it's two blocks away. So yes, I'm happy that that's an option, but I miss the like you bop outside and you're right there. There are stores right there. It's a quick endeavor if you want to walk. Now it's more of like a thing if I want to walk to go get a coffee or I just hop in the car. I'm using coffee as an example, but like grocery shop, anything, any of those things. So I do miss that, but that's an obvious. I mean, I feel like everyone's going to miss that when they move from New York. We haven't had any like date nights out or lively night things. So I can't compare the nightlife, but Joe and I were actually saying this, like I wasn't actively participating in like New York City nightlife for a long time. Ever since, well, COVID, then pregnancy, then postpartum, whatever. Yes, we would have like random nights out, but it's not like I was going to bars every night. So I don't really miss that. I'm sure I'll want like a city night eventually. I'll have to like crave that itch. Is that scratch that itch? Scratch that itch. But I'll plan times for that. So yeah, I'm sure I'm going to think of more, but those are the main things right now. Oh, one more. Okay. I think this will be fixed when we have blinds, hopefully, but I'm a bit of a nudist where I'm not typically fully dressed or like I'm changing in the middle of the room. I'm just always, I don't know unclothed. And there was no one that our windows like actively were close looking out to in our apartment. So I could be undressed and however I wanted to look all the time. And I never worried about it. Now our windows look like into other people's houses. And that's something I'm adjusting to. And I'm pretty sure by now my neighbors have seen every aspect of me because I will remember after the fact and it's not great. So that's something that is taking an adjustment to. Also, I said an Instagram story about this, but I like set up my tripod, this like stick tripod thing in our bathroom so that I can have awesome natural light because that's what's important. And I am just like, my neighbor is going to think I'm fucking crazy because there's no way she doesn't see me just like talking to my phone all the fucking time in the bathroom and like doing makeup and smiling and posing and all this stuff. And also... I'm kind of, I don't know if dreading is the word, but I'm nervous for the conversations with like people in the suburbs of them asking what I do, which I know some of you might find funny, but I don't know. I think in the city, it's so normalized. It's like, oh, I'm a content creator. I have a podcast, whatever. But in the suburbs, I'm like, oh my God, are they going to judge me? And maybe it's me having to let go of feelings I feel towards this job. And also like the identity of a mom and doing this. I don't know, but that's something I'm nervous for. One other thing. I have forgotten how to talk to people. 
I have utterly lost the ability to converse with humans. And this has been ongoing for a bit. And sometimes I'll leave a conversation and I'm like, am I okay? Is my brain functioning? I don't know. I'm actually going somewhere today. I'm going to modern age, actually. They sponsor this podcast. I've talked about it. And I'm doing the full like aging wellness assessment. And one thing that they're doing also is like brain function. And I'm really, really interested because sometimes I do not feel like my brain functions. The other day I was at this coffee shop that I'm trying to make my local coffee shop. I have been three times. I get up and the man's like, what can I get you? And I was already kind of like all over the place because I couldn't decide what I wanted. I was looking at the menu. The menu's like really cool. They have all these options. And then I saw a chai latte and I was like, oh, I never get chai lattes. Maybe I'll get a dirty chai latte. And then I was thrown off ordering it just because it's not what I usually get. So I was like, can I have a dirty chai latte with skim milk? And he's like, yeah, have you been here before? And I look at him dead ass and go, no. And immediately I'm like, why did I just say that? I've been here. And he was the owner. It's like, if anything, I'd want to say, yes, I have. I love it here. It's so nice to meet you. I'm Cameron. Your place is awesome. But I'm like, no. Then he starts explaining to me the menu. And there's this huge line behind me because the person in front of me, like they couldn't figure out the Apple Pay. So I'm like, oh my God, sir, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't know why I said no. I've been here like three times. And then he just looked at me like, what the fuck is happening? So I don't know what's going on in my brain, but that was concerning. And sometimes I think I've lost the ability to communicate with humans. But that was today's episode. A bit of a ramble, a bit of a life update, some deets on suburban living. And thank you guys so much for the support. The reason my DMs, I never said this. My DM replies are off right now simply because as I said, I am so overwhelmed with life and I feel like I'm playing catch up and I get like 200-ish DMs a day and I don't say that to brag or anything. It's just, there's a lot. And I know that most creators don't, like people decide whether they want to respond to DMs or not. I feel this like I'm letting people down if I don't answer them. So I feel pressure to respond to all of them. And then it's just taking up a lot of time that could be put right now towards other things that I need to focus on. I will say I feel disconnected from everyone by not having them on. So that's like something I have to balance where I'm like, okay, maybe I'm leaning on them for validation in a sense. But that's why they're paused they will eventually come back on. I'm just not ready for it yet. But don't worry. The trolls are still coming to get me. I shared the screenshot of like, girl, I love you. No hate. But let me read you everything that I hate about you. So they're still finding their ways, but it's fine because that one actually made me giggle because what in the world is happening with people? Like in what world are you like, I'm going to send this message. This is a great idea. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for all the support. I have still talked with a lot of you in my DMs, just not on like story replies. And your support means the world to me. So you're the greatest. Have a wonderful day or night whenever you're listening to this. And we will chat next week. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. 
please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.